0: And when I look back and I think about the most productive times of my life, it was where I was in the midst of something that was really difficult to get through, something that a lot of people would call a failure, but it was something that propelled me into the next thing. And I was able to take some sort of lesson and I was able to leverage that and, uh, and it made me better. If I'm really getting my teeth kicked in hard here then I need to start failing faster so I can get to those successes. If I'm going through really hard stuff, it's only going to make me ultimately better. And so how quickly can I get through those? And so to be out there and just be the guy that gets to have his name up in lights, it's a surreal moment. I have a lot of times when I'm sitting in the truck and I'm looking up at the stands and I do think like, man, is this real life? Is this real? Man, this is crazy. Because it wasn't that long ago, Nikki, that I was laying in my bed saying to myself, is this really all there is to life? Uh, entrepreneurs out there some some guys have been grinding for 10 years and they're like man i just thought it'd be better than this my best version of bryce kenny is someone who is committed to being the best husband he can be the best father he can be but someone who uses the platform of motorsports and in this case monster jam to impact the world
1: Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I am your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, do we have an amazing, exciting guest lined up for you today. Today's guest is a legendary monster truck champion. He is the author of the brand new best selling book, Geared for Life. And he's here to share his winning ways with us. I am speaking, of course, of none other. Number one, the only, the legendary Bryce Kenny. Welcome to the show, Bryce.
0: Hey, what's up, Nikki? Okay, that was the best intro I've ever had in my life. You can officially be either my hype man, or we need to get you announcing at a Monster Jam event. One of the two. I'm
1: in. You, you make that happen, I'm in. That would be cooler <laughs> than cool. Because I, I yeah. think of myself as the Bruce Buffer of the introductions you know what i'm talking about from ufc bruce buff oh yeah absolutely (laughs) let's
0: get ready to rumble right i'm ready to rumble now
1: i'm ready to rumble
0: (laughs) (laughs) boom
1: anyways man, welcome to the show brother good to have you here man
0: hey thanks for having me on it's an honor big fan of the show big fan of yours and uh i'm excited for the conversation man it's gonna stretch me so i'm it's gonna be a lot of fun
1: god bless your heart brother so look, listen, this show is dedicated to the people who, other than the great men and women who fight, bleed, and die for us in the military, in law enforcement, and in the other first responder type of folks, I think this show is dedicated to the most important people in our world, and that's our entrepreneurs. Those are the men and women that dream big, that go after those big dreams and make them come alive. And by doing so, they move the human race forward. They inspire the next generation. And the reason they listen to me in this show is not so much because of me. Because I'm here every single week. They listen because of you. They want to get to learn from you. They want to get to be inspired by you. But before they can do that, man, they have to get to know you. So tell us your backstory. How'd you get to be the great Bryce Kenny? (laughs)
0: Well, uh, uh, I would say that that probably will pump me up for weeks to come, and I appreciate that. Um, I am a product of really, really great mentorship. I'll be the first to admit that. Um, And uh, it's funny too, because I think the harder I've worked, and when I look back and I think about the most productive times of my life, it was where I was in the midst of something that was really difficult to get through, something that a lot of people would call a failure, but it was something that propelled me into the next thing. And I was able to take some sort of lesson and I was able to leverage that and, uh, and it made me better. And so I'm a big believer that, you know, when you can just find your next gear, like I talk about my book, I talk about, you know, our gears are a foundational beliefs that lead to, to really good actions that are belief-based. And those actions are become a lot easier to do. My book's not a book of just do more. It's when you understand what gears you can go into and utilize, just like a car, then you know when to go into the right gear at the right time. You know when to make a purpose decision versus a monetary decision. Uh, you know when to take your eyes off yourself and put them on other people, helping other people. You kind of find that built for other people gear. Um, I've got a fail faster gear in there. Look, every entrepreneur knows this lesson. It's how quickly can you get through your failures to get to the successes, you know. And I learned that in the very first sales job I ever got. It's like I didn't want people to say yes because it was messing up my string of no's. You know, I, if I knew I needed <laughs> to get through a, a ninety-nine no's to get to that that first yes, don't say don't say yes to me because I got ninety-nine of these things to get through, and don't waste my time. I gotta I gotta power through those. But the reason why I say all that is because you know when, when I was growing up, I had an awesome relationship and friendship and mentorship, uh, with my grandfather. And he was one of those guys, Nick, you talk about an entrepreneur. He was one of, he was one of the, uh, uh, uh most nationally known chiropractors of his generation. Um, but he was the one that really kind of sparked this love of motorsports in me, but he was somebody that was always looking at what his next gear was going to be and, and how to, to take those life lessons, those difficult things that he went through and I, I watched him do really hard things and I watched him uh, continue to fail faster. So it's like almost like he found that gear in and of himself. Like he said, you know, if, if I just, if, if, I'm, if I'm really getting my teeth kicked in hard here then I need to start failing faster so I can get to those successes. That's what taught it to me. It's like, if I'm going through really hard stuff, it's not going to kill me. It's only going to make me ultimately better. And so how quickly can I get through those? So that's what I'm a product of. And so now today, as I'm chasing through these dreams and I've got these goals, I want to go and accomplish, or maybe it's setting Guinness World Records like we've had a chance to do, you know, whatever it is, I just want to take and leverage all of the things I've done in the past, the lessons I've had to go through, the pain I've had to endure, Right? I'm big on that. It's like, don't waste your pain. If you got to go through something hard, get something from it. And let's go and find the next gear that we didn't know we had. And that's what I'm all about. So, man, that all sounds amazing. But tell me, <laughs> what
1: had you start driving in motorsports?
0: <laughs> man, so so uh, coming up in professional drag racing, actually. So have you ever seen those long, skinny cars that go 300 miles an hour in four seconds? Nikki? Mm-hmm. It's called a top fuel dragster. That's what I grew up around. And I thought my career was going to be in that. That's what I wanted it to be. And I got my teeth kicked in. I was going into different, you know, multiple uh, corporate boardrooms and talking to CEOs all day and getting, you know, just being told no. It was during the last great recession. So, you know, I had one CEO tell me like, Bryce, I just laid off 500 people. How am I supposed to give you a couple million bucks to put, put our company on the side of a race car right now? and i was like well that's a fair point right <laughs> and so i just kept getting told no and no and no and and so i learned so much from that that uh that standpoint well i went into a corporate job because at that point i said okay this isn't working i went to my grandfather who owned the team i had seven different jobs at that time all trying to keep that dream going and that opportunity going to happen and uh and it just wasn't working so i went to him i said look sell it i said if it's going to be it's up to me like if it takes me 50 years to get back into the sport so be it because my goal and my dream, I didn't have a timestamp on it. And so I went into corporate America, Nikki, I went and I started placing CEOs into private equity backed companies. I became a corporate headhunter. So I know it's like, okay, so you went from professional drag racing to corporate recruiting uh, and talking to executives all day to Monster Jam. And that's exactly it. Because I, I picked the most lucrative uh, industry that I could find that I could be qualified for and learn and go and be good at. And that's why I picked recruiting. Um, and then that's when monster jam called me. And so Nikki, they called me and they said, Hey, Bryce, we've had your information for four years. Uh, so ever since you got out of drag racing, our question is, do you want to go? Could you go to monster jam university? And I kind of laughed and I was like, well, is that a real place? And they said, yes. Uh, so, uh, but, but I said, my first answer was how much is that going to cost me? They said, well, we're the largest motorsports fleet in the world. Like it's our equipment. We've got it covered. And Nikki, I I thought to myself, I I said, man, maybe so like a hotel and, and a flight, you know, for a thousand bucks, I might go and do this. Cause I'd never grown up around any of the monster truck stuff, never even been to a monster jam event at that point. And they said, no, 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 we'll buy you a flight and a hotel. And they were kind of frustrated at that point. They were like, can you just get off of work and come up to Paxton, Illinois and go to monster jam university and test a truck? And I thought, well, heck yeah, I can do that. Right. I mean, who would say no to like an all expenses paid trip? to go test in a Monster Jam truck. And so we did that. They did give me a diploma, by the way, which I thought was just a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> um, I did not take the diploma home. I just left it in the hotel room, but I talk about it so much now uh, that I wish I would have kept it. So that probably got tossed in the garbage by the uh, the cleaning crew after I left. But uh, it's just wild. So that was eight years ago. And here I am. I've been full-time with Monster Jam. I ended up leaving my corporate career um, and, and for full time into Monster Jam. And that's been, that was seven years ago to make that decision. And man, I just get to live the dream on traveling around the country, being a professional crash test dummy, as I like to joke around about, uh, breaking the, the, the 12,000 pound truck in half each weekend and doing it all again the weekend after that. So it's a lot of fun. You know,
1: you're living what most people would consider to be a dream life. Yeah, and I really want you to reveal to all of us what the heck that's actually like.
0: So, well, I will say that yes, if you're listening to this podcast or watching us here, you, you need to write a strongly worded email at least to your high school guidance counselor who did not tell you Monster Jam was a, a viable career opportunity. <laughs> but, uh, but just so you know, my high school guidance counselor didn't tell me that either. But it, it's wild that you know all of us have the reason why I'm living the dream is not because of my travel schedule or it's not because of what people might think. It's not even because I get to drive a monster jam truck. Like it's fun, but it's kind of icing on the cake for me. The reason why I agree with you that I'm living the dream and I'm living a lot of people's dream is just because I'm getting to live my dream. Like I'm getting to live the, the, the passions that I had in my chest for years growing up. Like I knew that I was going to be someone in motorsports that used the platform to impact the world. Right. That's what I, that's truly who I wanted to be with someone who used that platform to impact the world. And a lot of people say like, well, Bryce, you think you can change the world through monster trucks? Really? And I'm like, why not? Why not monster trucks? Why we have families all day long that come to what we do. It's not a redneck sport. Like that's my biggest passion is to show people that, look, it's not what it was back in the 80s. I love our humble beginnings as a sport, but what it's become, I mean, it is a dynamic that I cannot see and find anywhere else The energy in the stadiums, when you have 50,000 people in there and the majority of them are either millennials or families, they're all there to make memories together. And and I'm big on that. I'm like, man, look, when was the last time that you as a family got to everybody, put their screens down and let's go do something and watch a 12,000 pound truck do a backflip? And go and create carnage right in front of us. Like we're at the Roman Coliseum from back in the day type of situation. And we're going to talk about it for weeks to come. And so to be out there and just be the guy that gets to have his name up in lights. It's a surreal moment. I have a lot of times when I'm sitting in the truck and I'm looking up at the stands. I'm looking up at my name up in the lights kind of a thing too. And I do think like, man, is this real life? Is this real? Man, this is crazy. Because it wasn't that long ago, Nikki. That I was laying in my bed with my head on the pillow, you know, about nine, 10 years ago saying to myself, is this really all there is to life? You know, it was like the flip side of that. And I think a lot of us hit that. Like entrepreneurs out there, some, some guys have been grinding for ten years. And they're like, man, I just thought it'd be better than this. Is this really all there is to life? And I was at that moment as well. So that doesn't go, that does, I don't forget about those moments. And in fact, those moments are the ones that slow me down long enough today when I am sitting in the truck and I'm looking up there and going, man, I'm glad I chose to take a different path. I'm glad I'm, cho- I, I'm glad that whenever I ask that question, is this really all there is to life? That my answer to it was no, that there's, there's more. And I've got to go out there and find the more I got to find why I feel this way. And I can't die with the music still in me, so to speak. You know, I got to go out there and really live this to the fullest. So I'm, I'm proud of that decision moment that I had. Cause a lot of people, some of them say yes. And they just kind of, they just kind of die with all the potential one day. They just kind of die with all the potential in the grave with them. And I didn't want to be that. You know, that,
1: phrase you just spoke I can't die with my music still inside me I heard Wayne Dyer say that mm. years and years ago and it's very powerful very powerful I'm going to share a little story with you yeah please So, I'm 56 years old and in February of this year February 2nd I looked at myself in the mirror with my shirt off and my belly was hanging over my belt. (laughs) I used to be one of the fittest men in the world. I worked with Olympic champion athletes. Hmm. I was ripped, jacked, shredded, like ridiculously in shape. And then I got out of that world and I got into the world of business and a switch flipped in my head. And over a 12 year period, I gained over 50 pounds. Wow. And every year I tell myself, ah, oh, this year I, I, can, I can change this anytime. I'll do it this year. But it was just a little lie I told myself because mm. I didn't follow through with action. But on February 2nd, I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, excuse my language, fuck it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No more. And I stopped lying to myself. I said, you're not a trainer anymore. So I made a decision. Step one, I made a decision. Step two, I made a commitment that I would do whatever it took until I hit my result and then some. Step three, I hired a coach. I paid him money. Mm. My lady decided to join me on the journey, so I paid for two. (laughs) Mm. And um, brother, from February 2nd to August 11th, I went from 227 to 169
0: man (laughs) 58 pounds yeah that's massive
1: yeah it is it is and what that showed me was where else in my life do i have the capacity and the capability of achieving that level of result but i've not Mm -hmm. been kicking it into that higher gear as it were Mm -hmm. and yeah so that has been the question that I've been wrestling with. I found another area. Um, I run a men's group. I think I told you about that. And I'm doing a course with a man who runs a men's group. He's an elder. He's in his late sixties. He's a mentor to many men. Yeah. And in this course, he was saying, if you want your relationship to be great. you got to make your woman feel like she's loved. And mm. how do you make her feel loved? He said, well... Love to a woman is feeling taken care of. And then he asked us a series of questions, which basically boiled down to, does your woman feel taken care of? And if mm-hmm. I had to be honest, the answer was no, in my case. <laughs> and so I said, that moment, I made another decision that, fuck it, I'm going to make her feel like the most taken care of woman in the world. I'm going to do whatever it takes I'm committing. And I'm in this course so I'm being coached and mentored and i jumped on that and i'm telling you boom our relationship is different there have been six incidences in the past where we would have fought Mm -hmm. that i just handled smooth as silk and we haven't had a fight and i'll tell you the relationship is going in the right way and it's spilling over into other relationships with my sons and with others so to me I shared those stories with you because what you did is you made a commitment that you were going to be in motorsports. You didn't have a timestamp on it. You just knew you were going to do it. You didn't, you weren't dabbling, you weren't tire kicking. You yeah. were gonna do it. Like, no kidding, you were gonna do it. And that yeah. blew me away because I think the most powerful message that Bryce Kenny has to offer to anybody listening to this is that.
0: Well, Well, and I'll, I'll say Nikki, that I think that we, as men, like we get really burnt out at times. And I think one of the things that I realize that a lot, you know, we, we, we all want more willpower. Like we want the sheer will. We want to be able to be the type of guys that can just by our own will change everything. And like you said, a lot of that starts with the decision, but I will challenge anyone out there that if you're struggling to understand what, like if you hear, like if someone picks up geared for life and they get to the end of it, they're not going to get to the end of it. And, and, uh, yes, I have a whole chapter on there on work ethic. Like, and I it's my thrash chapter. It's emptying the tank. It's being willing to like, go the distance and to make that commitment and, and empty the tank. Like don't sit there and conserve. Don't, use up and go slow because you don't know where, you know, you only have half a tank of gas left. Uh, You know, you, you, you look at this and you're willing to empty it all out when you know where your faucet is. Or if you're a race car, you know where the pit area is. Like if you know where you'll get filled back up, you're, you're way more apt to go out there and empty the whole fuel tank. You're not afraid to run harder. And I would challenge people that if you're struggling to understand the what, like if you're, if your head is on the pillow, these days and going like, is this really all there is? And I cannot run any harder. And so if Bryce or Nikki is saying, telling me you need to work harder, I can't do that. I'm at capacity. Then what I would challenge that person to do is remember the who that you wanted to be. Like what, who is the best version of Bryce Kenny? And, and I believe that the what falls in line with the best version, that identity, because that is identity driven activity, not, Activity for activity's sake, and, and here's what And, and here's why I mean by all that. Like when I when I decided to leave my corporate job, I was asked if I would go take this sponsored truck over, and it's called the Great Clips Mohawk Warrior. And when Great Clips came around, I was going to have to take a thirty percent pay cut to do it. Now, if you were my coach and you only coached me on what I needed to do or what was good for my life. Here I never grew up thinking about Monster Jam, Monster Trucks. That wasn't that wasn't part of my what. I to this day have never been to a NASCAR event. My whole life was drag racing. My whole dream I would have told you was to be a top fuel driver. It was not to be a Monster Jam driver, and that's where my confusion set in when I was trying to make the decision on whether to leave my good corporate lucrative career for Monster Jam and take a thirty percent pay cut. It is not because the what it was made sense or aligned with me and my dreams and my goals. What, what happened is I was standing in my garage one day after I had been officially offered this driver's seat. And I was talking to someone on the phone. It wasn't even about this decision, but I was struggling. I, Monster jam was waiting on an answer from me, from me. And I'm looking around at the walls in my garage and I'm looking at the posters. I'm looking at the, the pictures from me growing up. I'm looking at the time slips from me setting a track record in the top fuel car and, and, and all of these things that meant so much. Well, you know what I, You know what wasn't on the wall? It was some CEO I had placed in private equity. And, and I remembered in that moment who I wanted to be, right? Someone who used the platform of motorsports to impact the world. And I knew right then and there, like, Bryce, you're not you, you were not placed on this earth to, to go and, and place another CEO like you were meant to impact the world through motorsports. Like, what are you what are you looking for? So it was the who and the identity that I was able to say, oh, OK, that's why Monster Jam fits with the who and the best version of Bryce that Bryce Kenny can, can become. And because we're really good at saying, well, how do I want people to describe me at my funeral? Right, that's a heavy. That's a really heavy question to ask. I'm going to challenge. Them. I want you to take it two steps further. First step: How do people describe you today, and how do how do you want people to describe you one year from today? Right. If you understand that, that's what drives action. Nikki, I got a question for you. It's your podcast, so don't let me hijack this. But when you made the decision after you saw yourself with the shirt off and the belly was too big and all that stuff. Yes, I know that you made a decision on, on what to do, but I bet it wasn't the first thing. It's not like you just said, okay, because of my belly size and my weight, I have now committed to doing 100 push-ups every single day and 2,000 crunches every single morning. What, when you sat there, was there something about who you were as a man that day versus a year from then? And What's the difference between Nikki being overweight and Nikki being thin? Hey,
1: man. Um, good questions. You need your own podcast. We'll talk about that offline so you can ask some of these questions <laughs> to people by today. It was a decision, man. The difference was the decision, was the absolute unalterable commitment that this shall be. Um, and honestly, I think for everybody, that's the main thing to learn. For me, I'm looking to have that type of a transformational shift in all the major areas of my life. Hmm. Uh, And I know it begins with the decision. Next step is the unalterable commitment. And then it's to get that coach or mentor and pay them whatever they ask for. And then it's to do the work. Mm -hmm. It's a four-step process.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And why did you want to transform? Like, why transform? Why not just stay as is?
1: I've been fit all my life except for that dozen year period, and I didn't like it. Didn't like who I'd become. Didn't like the identity of a fat fuck. Excuse my mm-hmm. language. I wanted to be skinny and slim and trim, and you know, I'm a very beautiful uh, woman, and she was sleeping with a fat man. <laughs> so mm. She's gorgeous, you know. So it just wasn't working for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a heck of a way to describe it. Well, and and that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like when, when like you, you had a picture of who you wanted to get back to, right? The old Nikki, the old, so it was identity driven activity. And so I think that that's what all of us sometimes forget because we're like, man, I'm not, we beat ourselves up because we're like, man, I'm not doing enough or I'm doing the wrong things. And the answer is yes, that's right. But why are you doing, why aren't you doing enough? Or why are you doing the wrong things? It's because the uh, you forgot the identity aspect of that, you know? And so that's what I'm real passionate about doing. Like when, when people look at this and they remember the who they want to become, I use it like a car analogy. Imagine you're on a back road, Nikki. And, uh, you know, you look up, you're on some back road on a mountainside or something like that. You look up and there's a barn and there's headlights out there on that barn. And there's a tarp on top of this car. But you think, you know, like you think... Man, I think that might be the headlights to that 69 Camaro I've always dreamed of. And you pull off and you go up to that barn and you go up there and you, and, and and the old man that owns it sitting right there and he, he walks out. And, you know, he's a nice guy. He doesn't mind that you just barged in right there with him. And and you say, hey, I saw this car. Can, can we look at it? Yeah, sure. You know, you rip the tarp off and sure enough, it's that 69 Camaro that we've all looked at and imagined in our minds that that we could own one day. It's covered in dust. The old man says, look, the, the motor hasn't ran or even turned over in 15 years. So the motor's all locked up. It's covered in dust. In fact, it's not shiny at all. It's a pile of dirt. All the tires are flat. But if you're like me, I would look at that car and go, I wouldn't see it for what it is right? I can look at that car. I see the grabber orange paint job, brand new, shiny, just, oh man, this thing is gorgeous. My wife would see it as a pile of junk. I'm looking at this. I don't don't even see the dust. I don't see those flat tires. I notice the the motor. I can hear the engine right at 7,000 RPM with the Best, smokiest burnout that car ever did. I can hear just sitting there. The car hasn't ran in 15 years. I could sit there and hear that big block, that 396, just screeching the tires just by sitting there. And so we can do that with a vehicle. You know, we can see that. We call them barn finds. But we can do that with a vehicle, but we can't do that when we look in the mirror. And, and I'm, a, I'm a big challenger of that. It's like, man, we've got to be able to look in the mirror. And yeah, do we like what we see looking back? Did you like what you saw with your shirt off? No. But unless you could see, you see, you had the advantage of seeing and remembering yourself when you were skinny and fit and all that stuff. So it was easy to remember the who you wanted to, to, to get back to. Some guys out there are like, man, I, I've never been that successful entrepreneur. I've never been that multimillionaire yet. And in my opinion, the question is not just why do you do this? Like we've gotten really good in our society about, hey, find your why, get your mission statement. That's really good. But if you cannot look in the mirror and imagine yourself as that best version, it's hard then to say, okay, if I can't see myself as thin, it's really hard for 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 you to actually commit to the what it's going to take to get back to that for what you can envision in that best version. And so that's what I've done. Every step of the way, when it's come to Monster Jam, when it's come to my career, when it's becoming an author, like it's all these things, it's the what. All of that is driven by my who. My best version of Bryce Kenny is someone who is committed to being the best husband he can be, the best father he can be, but someone who uses the platform of motorsports, and in this case, Monster Jam, to impact the world. So why would I write a book called Geared for Life? It's because it's it's an element and an aspect of me becoming my best version of what I can envision in my mind and how people could describe me one year from today versus today. And that's what drives me every single day. And I'm a big, big believer in that.
1: You know, I have a client. His name is Matt Walsh, and um, I ought to connect him with you. But what this dude does is he goes and he finds uh, dudes who have classic cars, kind of like your barn find, and he makes those cars come alive, bro. He makes (laughs) them look good. He goes in and he modernizes the the engine and all that jazz, and uh, that's what he does. He just signed up a client with a 57 T-Bird, man. And he's turning that thing into a thing of beauty. I, I'm so excited for him. And he brought in 80, 83 Cadillac Coupe DeVille over. Oh man. It's just, it's just. <laughs> That's Matt
0: what Walsh you need. Nikki. Hey, yeah, if, if yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. If, if you're, if your wife is a smoke show, like you were saying before you, you need to make sure you need to get an old hot rod, to take out on some date nights.
1: Yes, sir. Oh yeah. She's a, she's, she's beyond the smoke show. I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> Yeah. Let's see if you can see this picture. I'm gonna find this picture and show it to you. But she is Did you have a did you ever
0: have like a Target car or anything? Like a favorite?
1: You know, man, I'd like to have like a 57 Corvette. Oof. But hold on a sec. That's uh um yeah, that's her. I don't know if you can see it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, gorgeous, man. Absolutely gorgeous.
1: She's uh hey, anyway, she did the program with me. She was 137, she dropped down to 117. So now she's going to do like a fitness competition. We both are. It's going to be man,
0: wild. You're good yeah. for you guys. You found that yeah, next sure. gear, man. You found that next yep. gear. That's what it's all about. Yeah, and everyone who's listening to this, I think the most powerful
1: lesson that I'm getting from this is there's no expiry date on a dream. There's no time stamp on a dream. It's important to go after it. Yes, you want to have timelines for achieving what you want to achieve in life. But really, the most important thing is that you never quit, never give up, keep going after it and make it happen in the biggest, most powerful way possible. Hmm. So for that, I thank you, Bryce Kenny.
0: Thank you, man. Thanks for having me on. It's a big honor. And uh, just to be considered a a thought leader in anything would be all of our dreams, right? Because we all want to give back. And you're doing you're giving back to a lot of people. So appreciate you and and you are fuel in my gas tank, my friend, and my life. And that's what this is all about. And uh, I applaud you for it.
1: God bless you, brother. God bless you. So listen, man, I want a signed copy of your book. How
0: about that? Oh, let's do it. Yeah, I think I know a guy. I think I could do that. Maybe this one right here sitting on my right shoulder.
1: Yeah, good, good, good. (laughs) Hook me up, man. Hook me up. All right, so we wrap up each episode by asking you, as my guest expert, what are your top three expert action steps? These are your three best pieces of advice for my Mm -hmm. listener to take their life, their business to the next gear. What say you?
0: Well, I, I won't belabor the point, but know who you want to be one year from today. Number one. Number two, start your day off with a win. Right? A lot of times we wake up, you hit the snooze button, you failed. Your plan was to wake up at 7 a.m., you woke up at 7 a, 7.05, then you're late for work, then you grab a muffin instead of the omelet you wanted to make, and then all of a sudden you're five minutes late to work and you've had six failures by the time you get to lunch. No wonder you feel like a failure. Start your day off with a win and win as much as you can for as long as you can that day, and then make that day as a whole a win. Uh, So start the day off with a win. Number three is to empty the fuel tank. You are way more willing to go the distance, to run harder, to absolutely expel yourself in your efforts when you know where you'll get filled back up. So whether it's podcasts like this, whether it's time with family, whether it's music, know what your faucet is, know where you'll get filled back up. And then when you do that, you'll absolutely go out there and pour yourself out into your efforts and uh, you can't pour out out of an empty glass. So keep your glass as full as you can with podcasts just like this, whether it's books like Geared for Life and uh, go out there and really go and make the difference and become that best version of yourself that Nikki believes you can become and that I can believe you can become.
1: So Bryce, um, where do people pick up a copy of the book?
0: Well, anywhere books are sold, it's it's on there. Uh, So Amazon, Books A Million, Barnes & Noble. It's also on Audible. So I voiced it over, which was a lot of fun and very challenging, believe it or not. So it's on Audible. And I know a lot of people love some audio books now.
1: I love it, man. I love it. Uh, Your expert action steps rock. The conversation was great. And I can't wait to read the book, brother. Thanks so much for coming on the show. God bless you.
0: I appreciate it, Nikki.
1: And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's amazing guest, the one, the only, the legendary Bryce Kenny, go to the show notes at thethoughtleaderrevolution.com or wherever you happen to listen to this episode, be it Audible, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, Rumble, or what have you. Until next time, take it from me, the one and only,